Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show podcast. Today, we got Gorilla Nems on the show, the legend, a friend, my friend. How are you doing? Absolutely. I'm great, man. Having a great time at life. I love it. So I wanted to I want to start this off by giving a little bit of context to anybody who may not you know know your story, and I'd love to hear more about it. You've been rapping, you've been doing your thing for a very long time. When when did you start rapping? Um, I've been rapping since I'm probably as long as I can remember. But I I used to just do it like freestyling with friends. I started actually writing raps probably around 15 years old, so probably like almost 20 years and um and it's just you know i've uh i've grinded for a while i started with the battle rap circuit i did my thing with that uh and uh and then i always was making music and and i always knew something would stick you know and something stuck with the bing bong stuff and all of that so let's talk about that when what was the first moment that the bing bong hit because now you can't go anywhere without, and especially in New York, hearing people say "bing bong." And for a moment there, when the Knicks hit a three-pointer, there was a "bing bong." <laughs> you know, it was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But what was the moment where it it hit for the first time big? Uh the, the the moment when it hit the first time big would be the side talk videos that I did with Jack and Trent. Now Jack and Trent, their side talk, uh, they. They have the thing that's their brand, and uh, I did I think three videos in 2021 with them, and the first one I did with them probably around April it dropped April May, uh, I said Bing Bong in it, and then uh, you know it just took off and people were saying it, but it didn't really take off like like it really like when it really went crazy. Uh, I think you know from me saying it, then the kids said it in 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 front of the garden when well the Knicks was doing it, then it went crazy there. And then it just, you know, on TikTok started going crazy and it just took a life of its own. Like it went super viral. I don't think, I don't think you could go more viral than that. The president said it, it was used over a billion times on, you know, on, on TikTok alone. So like, I, yeah, it really can't get more viral than that. Yeah, I remember seeing the president do that. That was, that was pretty cool. Was there a moment for you when you were on your phone and you were like, oh, this is this is as big as it is. Was it the president saying, what was it that you were no, like? I, re- I remember, I remember. Um, So probably in the end of October to the beginning of November, it started like every day was something new. Like it started was like, all right, little Nas X said it this day. Then, then uh, John Legend is singing it this day. And every day is something new. G Herbo. And, and then I remember the last day of me actually packaging my own merchandise i had my whole house full of merch um and i'm packaging it up with my with a, with a friend of mine that was helping me and i remember go you know stopping for a minute looking at instagram and i was like oh shit the president just said it and then like at that moment i was like yo it's you know it's over now it's officially like the biggest thing ever and uh and then uh, you know from that point it's just been my life has just been different like i haven't you know i don't package my i have a facility packaging the merchandise I, you know i quit my job you know it was crazy that's amazing that's yeah. been the power of you know social media and was it tiktok mainly or a little bit of little yeah bit and it's crazy because i don't even i don't even really mess with tick i mean 
I, I, I'm trying to now, but they always take my videos down for cursing and stuff like that. <laughs> so, I mean, between all, it was all social media, though, between TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else, man, it just was going crazy. So, but TikTok really is what I, I believe blew it up. Why, why did you start saying in the first place? Is it because of the New York City subway or what? Or it has what nothing to do with the subway. It has nothing to do with it. No, I haven't, I haven't been on a train in 15 years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, so basically every Saturday I would drop new merchandise and I would put it all uh, across all my, my couches at my house and be like, yo, this is what we got going on. Bang, check this and make like, like two, like one minute videos for my FYL brand Instagram page and just show people what's new. So I used to be like, bang, check this new shit, bang, bang. And then one, you know, one day I was feeling good i was playing around joking around and i was bing bong check this bing bong bing bong bing bong and, and 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 people started reacting to it and laughing and then um we just kept saying it over and over in my neighborhood in coney island and then the side talk kids came we said it in that and uh yeah it took a life of its own but it really had nothing to do with uh with the train at all that's so funny because I I remember when it first happened, every a bunch of people on Twitter were like, "Oh, it's the subway." Yeah, everybody, everybody, you know, everybody thinks it's from the train, but it really ha it has nothing like nothing to do with the train. Well, it's good, good to know the truth. Where did listen the, if, uh, if 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 the catchphrase was ding 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 ding, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it would be like, "Oh, that's, that's the train." You know what I'm saying? Nah, ding, I don't, ding. don't have nothing to do with the train. Yeah, ding ding doesn't ring as well as uh, as Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where'd the, where'd the fuck your life brand come from? Where, where did that originate? I've been yelling fuck your life since I'm, as long as I, as, as long as I can remember, it's always been, um, it was, it was something that, you know, again, kind of sort of like bing bong, but when we were younger, 16, 17, a bunch of us, all my whole, my group of friends were, you know, would just say fuck your life. Yo, yo, go to the store for me, man. Fuck your life. Yo, do this. Nah, fuck your life. And uh, then we started rapping, and we was like, yo, what are you going to call ourselves? And I was like, fuck your life. And, <laughs> and it just stuck. And then wherever we would go in New York City or anywhere, we, you know, as soon as we get into the building, we yell, yo, fuck your life. And it's just something, you know, uh, that people remember. And uh, and they always told me throughout the years, man, yo, yo you're never going to make it saying fuck your life. And, and, Who and said look, that? All throughout the years, you're not going to make it on radio or you can't have, you know, you can't build something sustainable with, with a curse of that's something so vulgar. And look, I just stuck with my guns. And all these years later, got fucking old ladies in Arkansas screaming and people in Alaska. You know, it's, it's worldwide now. It's crazy. You know what's funny about that? Radio didn't make it on radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Like that's not a thing anymore. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's. Always bet on yourself. Yeah, I think Absolutely, that's the message there. What are your What do you want to be doing? What is your goal? To keep uh, keep rapping. I mean, the the rapping is always going to be there. Um, because that that that's what I started with, and uh, that's what I love to do. But I'm starting to see now it's more like I'm getting into comedy now, throwing my own comedy shows, Hell starting yeah. to do movies. You know, um, I'm I'm kind of like. I, I, I want to do it all, man. I want it all. Uh, the music is the easiest part because that's what I've always been with. I'm comfortable doing that. I can go on any stage, anywhere throughout the world. And whether it's 10 people or a million, I know I'm going to rock this shit. But um, 
comedy is a new endeavor and it's very nerve wracking to, you know, when I, I did a comedy show, uh, I've done two comedy shows so far where I'm hosting. I haven't, I don't have a routine. I'm not doing stand up, but I'm hosting stand up things. And it's it's like starting rapping all over again. I see the crowd. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm real nervous. I, I, and I like that thing. I like, you know, you have to face your fears in life, man. Like if, if, if you let fear rule, rule your life, man, your life is going to be, you know, very plain and, and mundane. And I, I don't want that for myself, man. I, I've learned that the best rewards come from facing your fears and, um, you know, the biggest rewards come from that. And, 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 you know, it's uncomfortable at first, but I'm ready for it, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take all challenges. No, I love that. I mean, I, I remember when was your hosting before or after season three of the crew league? When you the, of the comedy league. show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was after, after. Did the that, crew league did... caught me early. They caught it right when Bing Ball was blowing up for season three. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That was that was great. Yeah. I, uh, I remember there was a uh, uh during season three, our rooms were right across from yes. Me. And I was on my phone and a video of yours came up and you were like, bing bong. And then I turned and you were outside the room going bing bong. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? Did I felt like I just entered my phone. It was, it was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, but so was that your first sort of experience doing, uh, you know, hosting in, in that way? And did that, did that help the at all? Crew league, yeah. Now the, the season three of the crew league was like my first big TV production. Um, and it's actually the first time I actually got sick of saying bing bong. I <laughs> that remember first, you told me that. that. first <laughs> day I was like, oh, I had enough of this shit, man. Like, but you know, I was back the next day ready. I just needed to, to to recharge the battery because people always ask yo don't you get sick of saying it and it's like not really you know because uh it's not something that i change myself or change who i am to do it's not like see a lot of people when they go viral or they, or they do dumb shit or jump out the window and do corny stuff to to become viral me going viral was an accident. I didn't expect it. It was me being myself, but I didn't change who I was. That's actually me. I fuck around all day. I laugh and joke all day and say dumb shit and just have fun with my friends. And and I went viral being myself. So uh, when they ask, "Am I sick of it?" It's like, nah, I'm, because I'm me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 just I was it's just authentic. being myself. It, yeah. yeah, it was it's, it's authentic. It wasn't anything that I I changed my persona to be so I'm comfortable with you know being being myself and saying bing bong so uh you know it's just that first day was just like non-stop I just was tired of hearing it myself but you know I don't say it as much as we did that first day in the crew league <laughs> <laughs> well the, the thing about the crew league that I think people don't get to is we filmed the whole thing in two days yes um so it's very long days those are like the longest days of our lives because it really is the, like when you're done you're like oh you're in la oh you're in atlanta it's like yeah but we're filming and when you're done filming you don't want to do anything but go to the hotel and go to sleep because you know you got a, the next day of doing the exact same thing for the exact amount of hours not saying that it's not fun while we're doing it but it is a long very long day it's 13 14 hour days yeah, actually doing it is an insane amount of fun. But then there's the in-between time, which is the drain. Yes, 
that's exactly that's what's draining um yeah you know i think the thing about you know with social media too and and you're alluding to this but the reason why you know i think a lot of it is you know people get bored of it or people don't end up uh being able to continue it is because these days you're rewarded for doing more and more extreme stuff exactly um, and at a certain point you're either going to be a canceled for doing something you shouldn't have b physically hurting yourself or c you can't go any further and then you know people uh, no nobody is going to want to see that anymore because you set up this impossible cycle um so doing it you know when it's authentic it's like billy joel has been performing the same songs for you know 45 years i don't even know when the last time the dude put out an album was drake is gonna perform the hits i mean it's oh yep. so, it makes people happy it's no different um but if it wasn't authentic yeah you would be it would be a disaster yeah and and also you know um People ask, you know, like, are, are you worried that when Bing Bong is done? Nah, I've been putting in work for, for 15, 20 years on the music side. And just, you know, look, as soon as uh, the Bing Bong wave kind of died down, I started with the don't ever disrespect me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's and it's like, I'm always, I'm not worried about that because I'm all, the person I am is I'm always creating some, mm -hmm. I'm always having a good time and joking and laughing and something always sticks. And I've been putting in the legwork for years to ensure that when this moment happens, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know what it was that was going to make it happen. But I've been putting in work to ensure that when the moment does come, I'm ready for it with a bunch of other stuff. So, you know, I'm here now, you know, whether people like me or, or, or not, I'm here now. But for the most part, man, I'm just creating positive positivity whether I walk into a room with a bunch of gangster rappers or you know, 70-year-old ladies or 10-year-old kids, it's all the same reaction, man. They get a kick out of it, and I love yeah. doing it. I love I've it. Seen, I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, the don't don't ever disrespect me. Uh, those videos are funny. <laughs> do, you, do you have a favorite that you've ever... I saw you doing them with Logic, and you've done a, a bunch of... When you come up with these, are you... Are they on top of head or you're, you're like looking at them? You're like, I'm going to get something. Nah, the, the majority is like on the spot. I don't know how my mind works like that, but <laughs> it does. And um, I'm grateful for it. But not the 95% of it is like right there on the spot. It's kind of like freestyling without right. having a round, you know? Um, but I don't know. I've just throughout my life just become like a pop culture encyclopedia, I guess, from just paying attention to everything. And, and, and I'm just, it, it's just natural. Um, my favorite one is the guy that looked like the sloth though. There's one, there's in one of them. I'm like, yo, don't disrespect me looking like a sloth. And he looks at the camera and the way he walks is just exactly like a sloth. It's hilarious to me. Oh my God. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It is interesting. You, you know, it's, uh, I think your uh, your presence too makes it so much funnier just because like you're a taller, you know, guy and, you know, it's always, it's always somebody so random <laughs> or if it's a, the celebrities are the best because nobody, you know, celebrity, you're so used to seeing celebrities just be like, uh, you know, praised for mostly no reason at all. Yeah of the people who they surround themselves with. So I think that's the funniest. And you can tell a lot about somebody by how they respond 
Um, Absolutely. Post, Ma- Post Malone was was one of my favorites because uh, they called me as people and they wanted me to, he wanted to do the don't ever disrespect me with me on people. But when he oh. saw how I do it, how I how I did it, he was like, I don't think I could do that. I said, bro, I didn't, I didn't come over here for nothing. Like, so now I'm going to do it on you. And he was like, all right, no problem. And then I, I got one doing it on him and it, it became, you know, he, he's a great guy, man. He's, his, his vibe was definitely like cool and chill. And Post Malone is one of my, you know, one of the good people that I met throughout doing that. That's awesome. He seems like a really good guy. And obviously his, his music's great too. Yeah, Logic was fun doing. Who else? I mean, I'm every time now a celebrity does, it's kind of like become a thing where the celebrity wants me to do it to them. So I like doing it, you know? Uh no yeah you you uh, on the encyclopedic front you I've watched a few and you pulled some I don't even get the references and I'm just like <laughs> this guy where is he where is he pulling this stuff from uh no those are those are really good um now and going forwards are there any are there any you know sort of actors or comedians that you'd want to do stuff with. Are there people that you know you've watched from afar for a bunch of years that you wanna that you wanna do the don't disrespect me to you know if if you could do any of that stuff with anybody who would you? Uh... I would I would want to do it to people that have a lengthy career. Like I was just talking to somebody, and it was like, "Yo, I know Hulk Hogan. Would you want to do?" I said, "Yeah, I would love to do it to Hulk Hogan because I know a lot about Hulk Hogan. I've been a you know I was a wrestling fan as a kid. I don't really watch wrestling anymore." But I know a lot of things like, yo, don't disrespect me, you know, smothering the back of your leg on people's faces. You know, don't disrespect me, you know, with (laughs) with deflated pythons. You know, like I know a lot about Hulk Hogan that I would be able to do it to. So I would I would love to do it to people that have a lot of history, you know, and and whatever genre they're doing, um, because there would be a lot to work with. What would you uh, what would you say to the president? Bro, don't ever disrespect me for being asleep half the fucking life. Don't ever disrespect me being a real life weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I love it. Um, now, going going forwards too on the on the movie front, do you see your? Do you want to be playing yourself? Do you want to be playing other parts? Do you want to be like? Do you see yourself as a funny villain in a movie? I want to be you... a, I want to be a real deal actor, but I've I've done one movie where I was already playing myself. I think I didn't I I think I did two movies where I'm actually playing myself. I did one with New York Nico where I was yeah, myself. The best. Yeah, he's the man. Um but I'm working on uh I think next month I start filming uh and I'm not myself. I'm playing a character which is dope and the script is dope. I think then they told me I got Kim Basinger, Basinger in the movie. And so, like, I'm starting to really, you know, I just did some voiceover stuff for HBO Max. Um, That's dope. So, so I'm, I'm just getting my, my foot in the door. But I'm definitely looking to do, like, real deal acting. And, and, and I'm looking forward to it. And it's another challenge, just like I said. You know what I'd, what I'd love to see? Um, and, I've you know, I've seen your entourage before. Uh, <laughs> imagine... A re an entourage reboot with you and your career. That would, be, that would be hilarious. Come on. That would be hilarious. That's a great idea. 
Doug, <laughs> Doug Allen, who's the uh, producer and creator of Entourage, who has been on this podcast, is a friend. So if there's ever any dot connecting there. No, let's connect I, those. Let's I go. know I know he's he's been trying to do a remake with the same group, but that that squad is uh you know they they did their thing. So I mean I that's what I'd love to see. That's just yeah, me. That would be awesome. I think that would be that's that, that that would be great. We got I got a lot of funny characters around me too. I think it would work out great. <laughs> you got a lot of dude. When I saw at uh you know we just when this comes out season four of the Cooley won't be out yet, but we we filmed it already, and um you know when I saw you walking, I was like, oh what's up, what's up Nems, and then <laughs> the people just keep coming. It was like a conga line of 30 people. Absolutely. Like, how how did they all fit into your green room? Your green room couldn't have been that. No. Now, yo, we have fun, bro. Like, listen, it's in my world, a lot of us come from the bottom. Like, we're in Coney Island, which is a ghetto. Like, and, and, and it's not fun for me to just do it by myself. I want the people that I came up with, the people that I've been at the bottom with to now enjoy the fruits of my labor as well. You know, sometimes it gets a little taxing or it gets a little frustrating because so many people, you know, it's kind of sometimes you have to watch, yo, don't do that. And this, you know, they have to remind them, yo, I'm handling business here. This is not just fun. I'm handling business. So act accordingly. Um, but for the most part, you know, I want people to, I, I want my friends and my family and people close to me to enjoy, you know, life as well with me you know what i'm saying um and 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 for the most part we're doing it and you know having a great time doing it which is dope How do what's you up with the shirt though man big blue the shirt giants yeah. baby yeah, giants. giants hoping for a, a bounce back season um Absolutely. but how do you deal with uh you know figuring out who to trust in in your circle especially as you want to take you want to bring a bunch of people around you how do you manage that um, for the most part, these are people that have been around me for years. Uh, most of them I consider family. Now I bring them and I joke around with them, but it's kind of serious where it's like, all right, we got the A team where y'all user available. Y'all can come with me to anything. If they do something where they fuck up or they get too drunk and they cause a scene or they, or, you know, they're not, you know, uh, you know, they do something that, that, that's off the, off brand for what I to get moved to the B team, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, it's not a guaranteed contract. Yeah, so the B team, the B team is like, yo, if we're doing something in New York, you know, you can come. Then we got the C team where it's just like, yo, maybe we'll see when you bring when we bring your name, maybe you can come, but you already fucked up numerous times. You know what I'm saying? Can people from the B team or C team level up? Yeah, they can redeem themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like um, it's like how soccer leagues work in Europe. You you get relegated down to the lower lower divisions. <laughs> you got to win the title to come back up. <laughs> nah, it's we, we joke around with it. Um, you know, I I don't I don't tell grown men, yo, you're gonna be. But um, <laughs> yeah, for the most part, you you know, you have to tell them like, yo, listen, man, this is we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna mingle with people and celebrities that you normally wouldn't. Um, but just know that I'm also conducting business. You know what I'm saying? And we can't have any, you know, really big fuck ups because I don't want. I don't want you know. 
I don't I don't want that on me. And my name, when when you know when when people book me or something like that, they expect a certain level of professionalism. Where I I, tr- I if you fuck that up, then you don't get booked. You know, it's gonna fuck up my money. So I I, I try to keep it, you know, like. Because believe me, the, the the 30 people you see behind me, there's 30 people more that I told no, they can't come this time. Uh, honestly, it's one of the most impressive things to me about you, because you see me, I'm solo everywhere. I mean, absolutely. I, I just don't feel like dealing with anybody because it'll de- it distracts me. You know, it doesn't it, it has never helped me, but I can definitely see how it can be a, a bonus, especially when you've known you know a lot of these people for so long. Absolutely. Um, now on the, uh, on, on the merchandise, actually, I want to ask you about the, um, the Joe Byron moment. Um, did you know that that was, you know, going to be what it was and did you have context on him and had you met him before and what's the sort of origin story? Oh, the the homeless guy, TJ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in Coney Island maybe one or two summers so uh before we started doing the 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 video i was already familiar with him i would see him on a daily basis give him money every day joke around with him every day um because one thing about me is i treat people whether they live in the penthouse or they're sleeping on the streets i've been in both places myself as well so i I treat people all the same um i joke with you i laugh with you you know I, i i whatever um so I was already familiar with him. I knew. So when the side talk kids came, I knew the characters on my block and in my neighborhood that would do funny shit on camera and just work. So when um when side talk came, he was there on the block. I was like, yo, Byron. Well, we didn't call him Byron at the time. His name was TJ. Yo, TJ, come over here, man. Do that, do that break dance and shit you do. And usually with break dance on the concrete with no shirt on. And I'd be like, yo, this guy's crazy. Um, and then when we interviewed him. You know, uh, he he started. He would say the 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 you know by he would just say off the wall shit. So I really knew that he would work with it. Um, but yeah, one day uh, it's on my Instagram. I, I watched it recently. I just asked him about his whole life. So originally he's like from California. Um, he came out to New York the, like and and was he he chose to be homeless. Like yeah, I, I I saw my own eyes. He would get uh. He had a, a a debit card that would I think his father passed and left him mad money, but it would only come like a, like maybe a thousand dollars or eight hundred dollars every Wednesday. And by Thursday he would be broke because he would you know do drugs and get drunk. But he had a nice allowance that he had all the time, and he would have a lady in the hood hold his card for him so he didn't lose it. Um, and he made more money off of that video than any of us. They made a GoFundMe for him. He made like thirty forty thousand from it. And uh, the last I heard of him from, you know, because I haven't seen him for a while, uh, is that he was back in California, where he's originally from, like uh, Palm Springs. Somebody sent me a video. Yo, Nams, look, we with your boy. He's like, yo, Byron, you know what I'm saying? He was in Palm Springs, California, like living the same exact life, but on the West Coast, where he's originally from. Hey, Ben, as long as he's happy. That's all. Yeah. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I remember right around when that video came out, he was a real like celebrity. Celebrity, absolutely, hundred percent. He goes, Joe Byron. Um, do you think the president had had seen that video? Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, that shit was everywhere when it came out. So there's there's like no way that 
the president did, and, and he did, and he, you know, he did the voiceover thing, so he definitely saw it, hundred percent. So good, yeah. Honestly, that that was one of the best Biden-related moments in uh, <laughs> in the last few years. That was really good. Uh, last last question: um, What would you what would you say about me? In the uh, don't disrespect me format. Yeah, don't disrespect me looking like one of the lost boys. <laughs> don't ever disrespect me looking like Keith of Sutherland's son. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you do it, man. But every single time, my brother. Where can people? Uh, where can people buy your merch? Find your stuff. Support the support the uh, the brands. The merchandise is at fyl.nyc. It's impossible for you to go on my website and not see something you like. Um, and my social media is nems underscore fyl. So you know, check up on me, and uh, that's basically it, man. Fuck your life, my brother. Thank you for doing this, everybody. Also, check out season four of the Crew League coming soon. Catch both of us on there, my brother. Thank you again. Thank Always. you, boss. Yep.